Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. Spirit, baptism, or or you might have heard it this way, baptism in the Spirit, or if you're really religious, baptism in the Holy Ghost. Or filled with the Spirit. However you might have heard it before, that's what we're going to hit on this morning. And, and I realize that some of you might have came from a religious background that they didn't talk about this too much. Or worse, maybe you come from a religious background that they denied this, the spirit baptism, or, or, or even spoke against it. And I, I want to invite you this morning, if that's you, if you will um, make yourself known so we can all stare at you. No, um, wouldn't that be mean? No, no, I want to invite you to just allow the Word of God to speak to you instead of tradition or instead of maybe your upbringing, allow the scriptures to begin to reveal themselves to you and see for yourself, make your own determination. So we're going to dig into this. And before we really dig into this kind of look at it, I want you to realize, because I think here's part of the confusion that happens in the Word of God, is there's actually three baptisms that take place in the New Testament. And, and not just in the New Testament, there's three baptisms that take place throughout Scripture. And, and these three baptisms really complete the finished work of God in your life. That's why it's so vital. You'll see this three baptisms take place. One, let, let me show you, in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as Paul talking, he, he says, says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized in one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. He's not talking about water baptism here. He's talking right now, he's talking about the salvation experience. We call it that way. This is, this is what that first baptism is. When you are saved, when you are born again, the Spirit, according to this, by one Spirit, the Holy Spirit baptizes you or immerses you into the body of Christ. You are immersed or baptized into Jesus. That's what happens when you're saved. When you're born again, you are, if you will, conceived by the Holy Spirit at that moment. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts you of your sins. None of you came to Christ without the Holy Spirit first convicting you. He convicts you of your sins and convinces you that you need a Savior, that you need Jesus, so He baptizes you into the body of Christ. That's the first baptism that takes place. The second baptism that takes place is what we talked about last week, and it's in, you know, in Matthew 28, 19, where it says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is referring to water baptism. This is that moment that disciples baptize you in water. This is what happens. It's a, it, so first, when you become a believer, when you're baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, 
then the next step would be to be baptized in water by your disciples because it is a public declaration of your faith to Jesus Christ. In fact, what, what water baptism really is, is the cutting away of the flesh. You're bearing the old man. The significance in the old covenant, there was circumcision, the cutting away of the flesh. That, that brought your identity in who you are as a believer. It was circumcision. New covenant is water baptism, the cutting away of the flesh in your identity. Those are the two things. I like the new covenant better than the old covenant better myself. Come on. I'd much rather be baptized in water. This, the third baptism is spirit baptism. This is when Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. It's what, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John the Baptist, he said, Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He, Jesus the Messiah, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. And I want you to realize because some of you might have come from a background that says, well, that was back then, and that was just for back then. That was just for the disciples. John wasn't speaking to the disciples here. The disciples weren't even called yet. Jesus hadn't even picked his 12 yet when he's saying this. He's speaking of Christ, the Messiah. One of the works of Christ is this. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So just like I baptize you with water or in water, Christ will baptize you with or in the Holy Spirit. He'll immerse you within. And I want you to realize something, because here's where it gets real confusing. The first baptism and the last baptism, they're not the same thing. They're not. The first one, the Holy Spirit, because we get confused because the same people are involved or the same part of the Godhead. The first one, the Holy Spirit, baptizes you in Christ. The third one, Christ, baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. They might, they might have the same characters of the Godhead, but they're two different experiences. They're not the same thing. And you might think, well, I got the Holy Spirit when I was saved. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives in you. When you become born again, the Holy Spirit lives in you. But that is different than being immersed in, filled with, to overflowing, baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's like this in... I, I get to go to conferences every now and then. And, and when I go, Brother Max, I don't know everybody. In fact, now I'm kind of new to the organization somewhat, and, 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 and I really don't know everybody. I have acquaintances. And I've had this happen that Brother Maddox, for instance, might, might when I go to a conference, I, I know him a little bit, he'll introduce me to someone else. And then he leaves. Does that ever happen? I mean, 
You're like, here, meet this person. I'm done. And then he goes off, and I'm left with this person. And then this person, because our familiarity with Brother Maddox, he begins to tell me about Brother Maddox. What happens, so here, 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 this is what happened. It, it's, it's this Brother Maddox will introduce me to, say, Harrison. He leaves, and then because Harrison knows Brother Maddox more, he tells me about Brother Maddox. It's like he then introduces me to. What happens is when you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit, he convicts you, he begins to speak to you, and he introduces you, baptizes you into Christ. Christ then in turn says, oh, let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. Let me introduce you to him. Because the Holy Spirit will say, he'll he'll talk about Christ, so he's your Savior. You need him. He's the redeemer of your sins. He's, he, he is this to you. He's, he's life-giving. You need him. And then you say, oh, I need him. And I get baptized. And then Christ turns around and goes, oh, let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. He's your comforter. He's your teacher. He's your God. He, he will tell you all that you need to know. He'll instruct you. He will lead you. You need the Holy Spirit. So he, in turn, baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. They're two different events two different introductions but you'll see this all throughout scripture this pattern of three baptisms in fact can i just let you know too that this right here that jesus baptizes you in the holy spirit it is so important that this phrase right here is in all four gospels you think well that's not a big deal no it is there's not much that makes it in all four gospels In fact, the only things that make it in all four Gospels is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That made in all four. The the feeding of the 5,000 made it in all four Gospels. And this saying right here by John the Baptist, that's it. The virgin birth didn't make it in all four Gospels. Jesus walking on water didn't make it in all four Gospels. But this right here was so important that that all four of the writers of the Gospels said, oh, I can't leave this out. This has to go in. Let me, let me show you Mark, Mark 1. He says, Mark 1 verse 8 said, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Luke 316 John answered and said, Oh, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John 1, he wrote, he said, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. All four. It's that important. So the three baptisms, salvation, born again, water baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Those are the three baptisms. And you see this throughout Scripture. And let me ask you, because Jesus is our model, did Jesus experience these three baptisms? Did he experience the three? Well, 
when I, when I say that, when you're baptized by the Holy Spirit into Christ, you become born again. Did Jesus become born again? No, he was born right the first time. He was. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have to be born again. He was conceived by the Spirit the first time he was born. That's what happens when you're born again. You're conceived by the Spirit. Born again. The Spirit baptizes you, convicts you, convinces you, conceives you. Jesus was born right the first time, but was he baptized in water? Yes, as an example for us. And then was he baptized in the Holy Spirit? He was, because when he came, when he came up out of the water, John said, I saw the Holy Spirit fall upon him, descending upon him like a dove. It remained upon him. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit at that moment. And from that point on, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Well, let me ask you, if, if, if Jesus... The Son of God, the one who was born right the first time, the one who had a virgin birth experience, the one who never sinned or knew sin, if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to do His works because He did no miracles before this moment happened in His life, if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit... To make it through this world. Come on. Don't you think you need the Holy Spirit to make it in this world? Don't you think you need the Spirit to be baptized in the Spirit? You know, these, these three, uh, it says the pattern throughout, throughout all Scripture. Let, let, me, let me show you some. In, in Acts, you'll, you'll see us in Acts chapter 2. Which, which by the way, Acts chapter 2... When the, when the day of Pentecost and His Spirit was poured out upon all flesh at that time, when Peter's preaching, he said to them in verse 38, Repent. Look, that's, that's, your, that's your salvation. That's your first baptism. Be born again. Repent and let every one of you be baptized. Water baptism now. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Write this one. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter told him from the beginning. Baptism of salvation. Repent. Baptize in water. And then receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. He set the pattern. Establishing it, reestablishing it, reconfirming it. It went throughout in Acts chapter 8, verse, verse 12, which says, says, but when they believed their salvation moment, Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Water baptism. Right there. Look, look at verse 14. It says, now when the the apostles who were in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritan, I mean, they didn't even like the Samaritans. They had heard they received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come, watch, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. 
For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only. You catch that? They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, he's saying, look, they got saved. They got born again. And the apostles thought it was so vital for their walk with Christ that they left Jerusalem, traveled to Samaria because they had only just experienced water baptism after their salvation, and that was it. So, so then, then they laid hands on them and they received spirit baptism, received the Holy Spirit. By, by the way, this, this event, it, it, happened, it happened about three or four years after the day of Pentecost. So if you think, well, it's the day of Pentecost and that was it. No, this, this happened after. Let, let, let me show you another one. In Acts 19, which is 23 years, 25, somewhere in there, after the day of Pentecost... Paul runs into some people, and it says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, uh, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, now let me ask you something. If Paul thought it was so important, that that's the first thing he asked them, were you baptized in the Spirit? Did you receive the Spirit baptism when you believed? Now, now, Paul, Paul, I mean, Paul, if anybody knew his theology, it's Paul. I mean, he wrote a third of the New Testament. It, it was Paul who said, uh, said, said one time, uh, I went up to the third heaven. That's, I didn't even know there was three. I just thought there was one. He went to the third that, that's a joke, by the way, and if you're just looking at me like, what, there's three? Really? No, no, let me explain just so you don't go way off. The, the clouds, how they thought, you know, they realized the clouds and stuff, that's the first heaven, stars in the universe, that was their second heaven. Heaven, heaven, that's the third heaven. So Paul is saying, I was taken up where God is, I was taken up into heaven. Paul, if Paul, Paul saying, uh, the first thing, if it's enough that you're just saved, why would Paul ask, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did, did you receive it? I mean, Paul, Paul said, Paul wrote and said, uh, said, said, said there, there's things that's been revealed to me that I can't even write to you about yet because it would be too much for you wouldn't be able to comprehend and understand. And I'm thinking, I don't understand everything you did write, Paul. Paul, who knew, who had this encounter, who knew the theology better than anybody. Paul, the first question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And look at the response. They said, they, they must have went to some of the churches you might have grown up in. Because their response was, we have not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Come on, have you been there? Have you been to that church? It can have Pentecost on the name and still not talk about it. We didn't know there was a. I haven't even heard about it. 
So Paul's response, watch this, Paul, Paul said, and what were you baptized then? Uh, I've got to figure out now if, if you're really a believer or not. He's questioning their salvation at this moment. They said, well, well into John's baptism. So, so Paul takes the opportunity to explain some stuff to them. Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, salvation. The, that's what he said. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were, watch, baptized. This is water now. Because they experienced the first one, John's baptism unto repentance. So now they're baptized with water in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. So now they received the Spirit baptism. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied, which, by the way, the speaking in tongues happened every time someone was filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every time. Is throughout Scripture this pattern. It is the complete work of God. John said in 1 John chapter 5. Are, are, you, are you with me this morning? Are you, are, I, I know I'm getting deep, but are you, are, you, are you able to at least keep your head above? John said in 1 John chapter 5, he said, For there are three that bear witness. Let me show, I, was, I want to show you this pattern. This pattern that's established. He said there's three that bear witness in heaven. Here they are. The Father, the Word, the Word's the Son of God. It's just what John likes to call Jesus. He even started off in John, his gospel, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word and the Holy Spirit. And he said these three, these three are one. They're the Godhead. Three that bear witness in heaven. But he goes on to say, he said, and there's three that bear witness on earth. Here they are. See if you can catch them now. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. John, John said, let me, let me explain what he's saying. He said, he said, there's three in heaven. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And the three unite together as one to make up the Godhead. And on earth, there's three that bear witness. The complete, he's saying, look, the three, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they complete the work of God the Godhead is one on earth. Then he goes in, there's three. The Spirit, the water, the blood. Let me put it, he, he kind of put blood, the salvation, the baptism into the blood, salvation of Christ. The water, water baptism, spirit, spirit baptism, all three baptisms. And he says, and they agree as one. They complete 
the work of God in your life on earth. The pattern, the pattern, the pattern of the three. Why, why is it then that we stop at the first? Or, or, or we stop at the second and then we say, I don't know on that. That third. This is nothing new. Paul explains it in 1 Corinthians. He explains it that this was the pattern throughout. When the law's given, this was the pattern. The three baptisms, it went throughout. In 1 Corinthians, he, he, he tells the church, he said, look, this three, these, these three baptisms is nothing new. He said, moreover, brethren, I don't want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. Watch, all, all were baptized into, you can count them, how many is there? All were baptized into Moses, because this was the law. All baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. The pattern even in the law. All were baptized. The three baptisms. He said into Moses. Moses was the Messiah figure. Not, not the Messiah. Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was the figure of that. He was their savior. He was their deliverer from Egypt. Moses was a type of Christ, not Christ, but a type of Christ. And Paul said they were all baptized into Moses. They were all baptized into the sea. The sea is that parting of the Red Sea. And from that point on, when that water rolled back and it buried the Egyptians, it buried the old life. They couldn't go back to Egypt. They might want to, they might talk about it, but they could not go back to Egypt ever. The old man was cut away. It died and it was buried at that moment. And then he said, and he said, but it didn't stop there. They were also baptized into the cloud. It was the cloud that when they came into the wilderness after the, the Red Sea crossing, it was the cloud that was the pillar of fire also by night, but it led them everywhere they went. They, if the cloud didn't go, they didn't go. If the cloud went, they went. It was the cloud that led them, that guided them. Moses is saying this was the pattern in the law. It was or Paul said it was, was the pattern in the law it was Moses the sea the cloud it's the same pattern today in the new covenant now it's salvation it's water baptism it is spirit baptism it's these three it's always been and it will always be don't neglect the baptisms Amen. don't stop it too just because well yeah I don't know it's vital. You need it. Why? Because they needed it. It's the Spirit that led them. Why do you need the Spirit baptism in your life? Because it's the Spirit that will lead you. Don't stop. Don't stop after the first and say, well, that's good enough. I can make it to heaven. That's not my goal is to just make it to heaven. My goal is to glorify Him while I'm on earth. So I need the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me. Don't stop. 
won't stop. What the worship team to to come up. I was, you know, in in scripture. Do do you know when when Moses was given the law? He was also given a picture of the tabernacle in heaven and was instructed to recreate it on earth. And that tabernacle where, where, where he builds the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat where the presence of God dwells in its fullness. They're behind the holiest of holies. In that room is the ark. That's it. Divided by a curtain. It's the holy place before. But before you can even get to the tabernacle, there's this one way in, this gate. On the east side, it wasn't multiple gates. It was just one. One way in. And as soon as you walked into this courtyard of the tabernacle, the very first thing you would see would be this altar. There at the altar, the blood of bulls and lambs being sacrificed constantly for the remission of sins. Blood being poured out on the altar. That's the first thing. You come to, I want to paint the picture for you of baptisms. After the altar, they had the basin. That would be the next thing you would come to where it's this basin of water where they would wash within. You see what's the pattern being established even at the tabernacle. The altar, blood being poured out, our salvation. Next is the water where we're washed clean, burying the old man, rising up anew. And then you have the tabernacle where his presence dwells. But you still can't go in to the tabernacle yet. In fact, it was only the priests who could go in anyway into the very presence of God and the holiest of holies. But, but even the sacrifice at the altar and the washing at the basin wasn't enough to enter in. There was oil. Anointing oil. Outside. That had to be poured upon Him. Would pour over his head, it would run down Aaron's beard. It was the oil. The oil always represents in Scripture the Spirit being poured upon. And if Aaron would have skipped the oil because he thought, well, you know, the, the bull, the, that's the, the sins being gone, that's enough. And then if I wash, that should be good and the oil no I'll just enter into his presence instead of messing with the oil 
he would have died in his presence without the oil. And I'm telling you, here's what's happening in churches today, in Christians today. I'm afraid that we've come to the altar and we've said, I like that. My guilt's gone after the altar. I love this. We come to the water, the basin, and we go, I, I can do that. I like that old man dead. We get to the oil and we go, and now that's just weird. I think I'll skip that. And we wonder why we're living spiritually dead lives because we're trying to enter in without the oil, without the leading, without the guiding in our lives. We're skipping processes that have been set out throughout Scripture. And if it's in the Old Testament and it's in the New Testament, it stays going. Come on. It's not something that's just supposed to stop because, well, well, well the, 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 the New Testament's done written. It's over now. We don't have to follow that. That's the new. And now, now, no, no, listen. The pattern was established not on the day of Pentecost. It was established back at the law. It was confirmed again on the day of Pentecost, reaffirmed later, reaffirmed later, reaffirmed later. And the apostles quit, couldn't quit talking about it. They reestablished this pattern of three baptisms, you need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Don't stop short and think that's good enough. Can you make it to heaven? Yes. But I promise you, you'll be miserable about the whole way. I need the Holy Spirit to guide me every day. I need His fullness every day. Oh, will you stand with me across this place? Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Have a great week and make an impact on those around you.